Hello, hello, hello. I hope everybody is well and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. This week, I wanted to think about and reflect on how we can be connecting with our children and raising our presence, thinking about emotional regulation and helping them to learn to regulate themselves as we model to them, I suppose, how we regulate ourselves. And as you will know, if you've followed me for a while or listened to me speak or been in any training with me, I truly believe that we're not trying to fix the child. We are helping them through how we parent them and that that work needs to come from us. So we need to be at the front leading this, helping our children to understand themselves helping them to emotionally develop, helping them to create connection. And we need to be able to do all of that ourselves. We cannot ask our child or any child to emotionally regulate themselves if we are dysregulated all of the time. We can't ask them to tell us how they're feeling if we never talk about our feelings. We can't ask them to to do anything, actually, that we're not prepared to do ourselves in many respects. You know, if you are the type of parent who shouting is your go-to five, six, seven, eight, nine times a day, and I'm not judging that because I've been there 100%, but it's really hard to say to a child, don't shout when our default response is shouting. So I know a number of times I've caught myself shouting up the stairs, don't shout at me, or don't shout if you want me to come down. But I've done exactly what I've told my son not to do. And that doesn't work. If I don't want him shouting down the stairs when he wants something, when I want something, I need to go up and get him, not shout up the stairs to get him. And and that kind of feeds into all of this idea of emotional regulation, self-regulation, connection, raising our presence, really role modelling what it is we want. And I'm really not talking about doing this perfectly all of the time because that is not humanly possible. None of us, well... I don't think any of us, stay calm 100% of the time and never, ever, ever shout or raise our voices. And I know that sometimes, you know, you could be whispering really, really quietly. And if their sensory systems are all heightened, if they're in kind of arousal state, they might think you're shouting at them. But all of us get cross and angry at times. And we might be able to cover that very well. We might be able to manage that very well. But it's showing our child that we have all of these emotions and this is how we try and manage it. And when we get it wrong, acknowledging we've got it wrong, apologising and showing them that we do get it wrong sometimes and that's okay. We can all, you know, we can repair afterwards and this is how we do it. And it's it's okay to not be perfect all of the time. So thinking about emotional regulation, we talk about having emotional presence and how important it is to connect with our child on an emotional level. And one way that we can do that is by keeping ourselves regulated. So we're thinking about being their harbour walls. And when they are dysregulated, when they're struggling with their emotions, we're putting our big, strong harbour walls up around them, saying, it's okay, I've got you. I can support you through this time. Be that five-minute explosion with big emotions or three or four or five days when they're experiencing something that's really hard for them to handle. 
um, you know, difficulty at school, friendship difficulties, whatever it is, we're there for them. But we can't be their harbour walls in the way that we might want to be if we are not in a place emotionally to be able to do that ourselves. And so in order to be there for them and to raise our presence, we need to be doing the best we can to keep ourselves in the right place to stay regulated as much as is possible. Now, I know that that's not possible all the time. I don't do it all the time. I can't do it all the time. If nothing else, as a woman, sometimes my hormones take over control. I've no idea. That grumpy woman comes out and (laughs) she's not going away very quickly. But that's okay. But you can also say to your child, you know, I'm in one of those places today that I'm just going to be grumpy. I'm really sorry it's not you. And other times you might need to be really, really, you know, clear actually yes you are frustrating me right now but my response isn't necessarily helpful or beneficial so if we want to be helping them to regulate we need to be regulating ourselves our own fight and flight responses are going to kick in and that's when we're no longer operating from that kind of uh, prefrontal cortex we're not operating from our limbic system we're going into fight and flight and When we're in that part of our brain, we're in that system, we are going to respond arguably in similar ways to our children when they are in fight and flight. You know, our limbic system, our brainstem is that fight and flight response. And so when we are there, we're not going to be able to be calm and rational and regulate with them because we're also escalating. And so we need to be able to kind of pull ourselves back from that place and regulate and doing it as consistently. So I know I talk about it all the time, self-care, but that is part of our emotional regulation. It is helping us to create that connection. And, you know, when we feel under threat ourselves, when we are going into fight and flight, our brain doesn't want to regulate. So we have to kind of really help ourselves to get into that place as much as possible and model to our child what we are doing. And there's lots of things we can do, you know, sensory input, having a hug, marching on the spot, eating something crunchy, for example, breathing exercises. There's lots of relatively simple things we can do. And yes, they may not be enough depending on where you are, but doing something is better than doing nothing. And the more we do a little bit of something, the easier it is to keep moving forward. And it really is that idea of baby steps. And creating a whole toolkit of activities that we can use that help us to regulate. Because if we are not using a whole toolkit of ideas, if we're just trying to use the same thing all the time and then wondering why it's not working, we're going to have a bit of a problem. And from that idea of emotional regulation, we need to be thinking about helping them to helping our children to understand their own emotional uh, development, their own emotional um, intelligence and understanding their own thought processes. If we just assume they're going to grow up and know about it and understand their emotions, they're going to struggle. Some children won't be able to recognise the feelings in their body. Some children won't be able to put words to their feelings or know them or think it's okay to have certain emotions. Obviously, depending on their backgrounds and their needs, it's all going to impact on that. And that's why as parents, we want to be really thinking, how can I help them emotionally develop? And that, again, comes back to us understanding our own emotions and being comfortable talking about them. Obviously, age appropriately, but being comfortable talking about them and not criticising them if they can't do it. If they are dysregulated, not telling them off, not criticising, not managing it properly, but working with them 
to help them recognize the feeling, to help them understand how they might be able to a recognize how they're feeling and then b start to manage it for themselves in a way that works for them. So what works for you when you're angry may not work for them. And that's why having that toolbox of different things you can do and different ideas you can share with them is so important. And where you're parenting as a couple or you have extended family your child connects with or their teacher, whoever is around them, their therapist, helping them to create that toolbox of different ideas because we all use different things and we all need different things and at different times as well. Bearing in mind that our emotional systems aren't fully developed till we're in our mid-twenties, we can't be expecting a a 10-year-old, even a 15-year-old, to be able to totally self-regulate and to be able to understand themselves and go, oh, I'm feeling angry right now, I shall do this. Of course, that's not going to happen. Particularly not, well, I say of course it's not going to happen. It might happen. But also with teens, their hormones are flying around all over the place. Uh, So like, you know, uh, women, particularly of a certain age, Hormones can take control sometimes. Teenagers are exactly the same. And we do need to be thinking about that, but helping them to really understand their own emotional development. And then I thought I would just finish off um, this podcast episode with some ideas, things we can help uh, and support ways we can support a child to develop their own self-regulation. And they do that through co-regulation. So we need to be regulating ourselves and supporting them and and modeling to them what to do and through that we co-regulate with them and then over time they learn to self-regulate so you need to be doing this with them and engaging with them and keeping yourself regulated and calm as much as is possible i know it's not possible to do it all the time but as much as is possible so let's look at some of the ways that we can help our children to develop the kind of uh, the emotional understanding and self-regulation talk about emotions Talk about the words, help them understand what the words mean. What does angry mean? What does sad mean? Um, If they've got a tummy ache, is that because they might be anxious, for example? I mean, they may have a tummy ache, but they might also be anxious. Help them understand how those different um, emotions might manifest in their body so they can start to recognise it. You know, if they're really stressed, they might get a headache. If they're really anxious about an exam, they might get a tummy ache. All of these things help them to understand what is going on for them. So talking about it and making this, making emotions normal and having that kind of everyday conversation, not like all day, every day, because that's a bit weird, let's be honest, but, you know, making emotions part of everyday life, but also not pushing them, not forcing them to talk about it if they're not comfortable talking about it, just dropping it in, even if it's indirectly. So you're saying it to somebody else, but they're within earshot. All of that stuff works. Work at their pace, not yours when it comes to helping them develop. Teach them ways to regulate. You know, the things you can do, breathing exercises, sensory input, uh, going for a walk, eating something crunchy, the things I've talked about earlier on in this podcast episode. Teach them ways that they can regulate. Uh, Eating a bar of chocolate, one of my favourite ones. (laughs) Do all of these things. Obviously, it's great if you can teach them healthy ways of managing it. But teach them those things. Maybe if you can get them to do some mindfulness. Um... There are some brilliant children's mindfulness apps out there. Have a look, see if you can find one, if they will engage in it. Help them to be active. We all know that the more exercise you do, uh, the great, you know, the better it is, the greater it is for releasing stress and regulating the body. So if you can get them doing some exercise, a dog walk, football, rugby, netball, whatever they like doing, swimming is brilliant. That will help them as well. And then 
my kind of final idea that I want to share with you is, is arguably the basics. Keep them hydrated. Keep them full. You know, give them food, ideally healthy food, and try and help them get enough sleep. Those things are also going to really help them to regulate because we all know when we're hungry, when we're thirsty, when we're tired, we're not always as regulators as we could be. We can be quite grumpy. That might just be me, but we can be quite grumpy. So really think about how can I help my child to regulate, but I need to do that from me. It needs to come from me as the adult so that I am keeping myself regulated as much as possible. I am looking after myself and through that, I'm helping my child because I'm self-regulating. So I'm therefore helping them to regulate through co-regulation, which is teaching them self-regulation. And so often when we regulate with them, we find them at other times, you know, using some of those strategies to calm themselves down. They may not tell you they're using them. They may not want to admit they're using them, but sometimes you'll find they've picked them up. Whereas when we tell them just to go and do it, they're much less likely to do it because, well, why would they? Let's be honest. So I hope this has been helpful and shared some ideas with you. I think this is one of the, um, sometimes one of the hardest things, particularly if things are really difficult in your family right now. It's really hard to start focusing on you and realise and acknowledge that we can be the leaders for change. And sometimes we can just want our child fixed and sorted and just want them to stop doing things. But the way to do that is to help ourselves first and make sure we are on the top of our own to-do lists. If we are on the top of our to-do list, then we can help them and then we can start moving things forward. So let's do what we can to help ourselves regulate and feel good about ourselves and then we can help our children. So that's all for this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. As always, there's loads of free resources in my free Facebook group or my Facebook page. Um, or if you'd like support from me and my team, then you can come and join us in the Connected Parenting Hub. We have a monthly self uh, relaxation session for parents where we look at kind of breathing exercises and EFT, lots of different ways that we can regulate and release various different types of stress and triggers and things that we have, as well as lots of other sessions in there. So if you want to come join us, the details are on the website and I'll put them in the show notes as well. Uh, But that is all for this week's episode and I look forward to catching up with you next week. Bye.